Hello from sunny Portugal. I'm here for a couple of weeks and then afterwards I'm on to Dubai and India. And then last but not least, back in beautiful Singapore. Yes, it may be a summer break for many of us, but we're still committed to doing those daily videos that will help everyone understand the sometimes complex world of cross-border transactions as we and our team of tax advisors seek to demystify that's sometimes confusing. Well, my name is Darren Joseph. Please visit uh, HG.tax. We have over 1,000 videos, over 2,000 articles on completely free of charge on cross-border tax issues. So I'm recording this, this particular uh, video slash podcast in August 2023. Uh, at this point in time, I, I want to make sure that I mention the date because what I'm going to discuss is, you know, it's an evolving topic. So potentially by the time someone may watch or listen to this, circumstances may have changed. But this is the situation as at August 2023. At this point in time, former FTX chief Sam Backman-Fried that I'll refer to as SBF going forward, he, he's in jail, real jail. So he's a guest of the, of the notorious Metropolitan Detention Center, the MDC in Sunset Park, Brooklyn, uh, which is in New York, though, those who don't know, which has housed such celebrities as Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. So anyway, so he is alleged to have engaged in witness tampering. SBF showed former Alameda Research CEO and his who happens to be his ex-girlfriend, Caroline and Ellison's personal journals to a New York Times reporter in an apparent attempt to influence witness cooperation. Now, SPF is awaiting trial, but will appeal his temporary incarceration, most likely, and SPF will, what's more important, SPF will have a laptop uh, with internet access while in the, in the MDC. Anyway, so regardless of what happens, I think many of us believe that he will take a fall for all that went wrong with FTS. Uh, uh, SPF may be a patsy in someone else's larger scheme, you know, that there's a, a strong sentiment that this may be the case, but he's a public faith. And so he'll probably serve real time. Now, the political contribution charges were dropped from his indictment. However, a superseding indictment was filed with seven new charges. So he's newly charged with using 100 million of customer funds to make campaign contributions. Uh, Allison, his ex-girlfriend, is expected to testify that SBF told her to move the customer money. Anyway, meanwhile, switching over to Congress. So, uh, crypto's friends in Congress are advancing the cause of protecting them from the SEC. Now, the House Financial Services Committee report, reported out a bill regulation of stablecoins, the Clarity for Payment Stablecoins Act. As the SEC overcame a motion to dismiss a stablecoin product that promised an investment return, this is SEC versus Terraform Labs Private Limited in Singapore, the Singapore uh, entity. Anyway, this is in the Southern District of New York. This happened at the end of July 2023. Anyway, so trouble for crypto fans potentially, is that even the friendly lawmakers are starting to understand how dangerous an unregulated parallel financial universe is. And this universe, I want to mention, does include the unlicensed promoters or online influencers. You guys need to be careful. The, the reason is when it comes to financial products, 
there it's been a long time but for decades there has been no free speech there is no free speech when it comes to regulated financial products uh it's it's heavily regulated you know promoters tend to need to be licensed or uh or at least operate under an institution that is in turn licensed and one needs to be careful in what you say so that you don't uh intentionally or unintentionally meet, mislead consumers who would then lose their money. Anyway, now focusing on staking. Staking rewards are now clearly reportable. The question addressed, this question was addressed by uh, a, a revenue ruling. Anyway, some crypto platforms do already provide 1099 MISC, so 1099 miscellaneous, to miners and stakers who then have no choice but to report it. Of course, the question in the front of the 1040 already asks people to report mining and staking rewards. So the IRS is playing catch up in, you know, processing, progressing through what are basic income tax questions that have been asked for quite a few years now. That should have been answered way a long, a long time ago. So anyway, so I'm talking here about revenue ruling 2023-14. So it basically concluded, you know, this is the Cliff Notes version, the, the, the quick version, that crypto asset stakers don't have to recognize the income until the awarded assets have become transferable, which is something that we have been, this is a premise, even before this came out, that we've been working with our clients. Yeah. So I think most, most practitioners like us who adopted a more conservative stance, this came as no surprise. For those who were being a bit aggressive, Oops, maybe you guys need to go and amend some returns up to you, right? So anyway, but however, the ruling is admittedly narrowly drafted. So its implications for more sophisticated taxpayers are unclear. So anyway, you just need to talk to your preferred advisor. But in the meantime, let's just jump into staking some more. Now, ETH uses proof of stake validation. Bitcoin uses proof of work. Proof of stake is becoming the prevailing validation method because proof of work just uses too much energy. So that could only really be performed where power is, is, is pretty cheap. So some investors delegate their staking to specialized staking service providers, which provide, uh, which, which operate pools and offer high yields. So retail investors can avail themselves of the, of staking services offered by these platforms. These service providers can take as much as 25% of staking rewards as their compensation. Now staking requires a, a large, amounts of crypto assets to prevail in a contest where other stakers with you know with these others with other competing stakers to see which uh which one would earn the chance to validate new blocks on the same of the same crypto asset so the largest deposit usually prevails in the contest or validation rights can be allocated proportionally to the amount stake okay assets put on deposit staking a tied up during the contest for the chance to validate and during the validation process now this is important to understand right so once chosen to validate the staker must validate the new block successfully validation is similar to mining in that the computer power is used to run computations that have to be verified by other participants now validation is performed on a node which is a device holding a duplicate of a blockchain ledger on which computations can be run now if the validation succeeds the staker gets a or reward of additional units plus fees denominated in units. If the validation fails, the staker's stake is slashed. That is reduced by a penalty. 
Now, in the ruling, so I'm just kind of creating the context now. Let's go back to the ruling. So in the ruling, the taxpayer stakes, uh, you know, so the ruling is about a particular you know, scenario. Anyway, so the, in this ruling, revenue ruling, the taxpayer stakes 200 to 300 native crypto assets on proof of stake blockchain on which they were created. The taxpayer stake is selected, so they won, giving the taxpayer the chance to validate new blocks of units of the same crypto asset. The taxpayer successfully validates the blocks and becomes entitled to a reward of two new units. So now we're not told in the scenario whether the taxpayer is an institution or an individual, only that the taxpayer is on the cash method. We don't know whether the taxpayer is using delegated staking or has its own node. Anyway, so the IRS clarified that delegated staking through a platform would not change the tax treatment. The ruling crucially stipulates that for a period after the taxpayer becomes entitled to the reward of two units, the taxpayer lacks the ability to sell, exchange, or otherwise dispose of the two units in any manner. That's in quotes, in any manner. So these lockup periods are normal practice and can cross tax years. So in the case of ETH, the Ethereum staking, the lockup period uh, was about 18 months when the rewards showed in the staker's account. Thus, the rewards are includable in gross income at the time the taxpayer gains dominion and control. So that's a key thing. And that's, and this is uh, a concept that predates this particular revenue ruling, uh, 2023-14. So the idea of dominion and control was something that us and other, again, conservative practitioners were kind of using all the while. So, anyway. so the fair market value of the reward units is determined at that point in time, point in time where the taxpayer has dominion and control. Anyway, so I mentioned that we fall in the conservative camp because some stakers have been arguing and probably still will argue that they should be allowed to wait to recognize income until they exchange the rewarded assets, the, the assets they receive for money or other property. On the view that staking is akin to like gold mining or oil drilling. Some even argue that rewards were self-created assets like a work of art because no person uh, made a payment, right? So that tax should be deferred until disposition. Anyway, the revenue ruling makes it clear that the IRS disagrees with this whole self-created asset argument. But, you know, um, what does this mean? This means that, you know, from, from our point of view, from my point of view, you know, transacting in crypto clearly is not, has not, and for the foreseeable future will not be seamless or cheap. Despite the rhetoric about it replacing banking, the fees at every turn and the revenue doesn't, the revenue ruling doesn't even discuss fees. But if the taxpayer uses delegated staking, as many do, fees may not be broken out anyway. So, anyway, so the ruling does not uh, express an opinion on whether staking is a service. The revenue ruling uh, implies that staking is some sort of dealing in property like rental that produces income. The ruling suggests that the IRS believes that the person performing the proof of stake function has ordinary income. And, you know, that's a kind of blow to those who are looking for capital gains based on whatever concepts that they, they had. So it kind of just confirmed what those of us who have already taken a conservative position with our clients have already believed. So, you know, it is what it is. So that, that's a bit of an update on the income recognition for crypto staking and what's going on with um the the the, the very notorious individual which is who is it sbf please continue to you know 
look at our videos or listen to our podcast, those which are relevant to your situation and to your case or your areas of interest. Or feel free to jump on our website. We have like over 2,000 articles which are freely available to you as you seek to demystify this confusing world of international tax. My name is Darren Joseph from HEJ.tax. So if you're a six, seven, or eight-figure investor, entrepreneur, or business owner who needs a tailor-made solution from a qualified team of professionals, we can help you achieve the international lifestyle, the freedom, and even the tax savings you're looking for. Visit us at htj.tax and live that international life.